0: with Justin Johnson in his cigarette lair in Nashville and uh, in this wonderful, I don't know, wonderland of guitardom. Thanks for having
1: us, man. Hey man, thanks for coming. Good yeah. to meet you, brother.
0: Yeah, kinda love your work. I've been watching you for for years now.
1: Awesome. So likewise. Oh, yeah, thank
0: you, thank you. Well tell me everything. Let's uh, let's start let's start with this guitar and what you came in playing.
1: Um, yeah, so this guitar is, um, ever since I got this guitar, it's, uh, built by a company called Wild Customs in France, and it's called the Gyrock. and, uh, it's sort of like, I've played several modular guitars over the years, um, uh, like a dozen, but this one is, like, has actually six pickups, six, uh, separate pickups you can play in it, so, you know, like on the bridge pickup alone, got that, that humbucker there, got the, um, the Billy Gibbons, uh, you know, mini humbucker there, All right. Um, uh, the old uh, strat like a hot like kind of a texas special kind of strat pickup, so you can do, just go through the different tones and and then um you know pop them out the back and also just change them whenever you want to and so um I think I've got about twenty or thirty different pickups um, wired into these compartments and honestly I'd say like as far as especially in the studio um, I think I've played this on almost every recording i've uh I've done since uh, I've gotten it so it you know, one of the things I love about it is just that it, it sounds like the guitars you're trying to emulate, I guess, and right. then being able to do it on the fly is something that is just uh, awesome in the studio. You don't have to go, you know, I like kind of running around and grabbing different <laughs> guitars, but honestly, especially when you're in someone else's studio and someone's paying for studio time, anything like that, or if you're just feeling creative, you can just instantly change tones and be like, that's the tone I want, you know, it's, it's like, um, go with the bridge pickup. <laughs> You Like that thin sort of single-coil sure. tone like that kind of twangy bridge, so. Then you can switch it up to let's say the, uh, the humbucker there, the mini humbucker. Yeah. Like that, you know, twangy rock kind oh, of sounds. <laughs> That humbucker. And then it's got the two volume knobs, so you know you get on those middle positions and it's kind of endless. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so normal. I love it. Yeah, and it's you know it's built like a tank also, and like it's got the uh, you know um, mahogany body, maple top. You know, it's got that kind of classic combination of tone woods that just really sings, and it's just uh, man, I love it. Oh yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a guitar collection in one guitar, you know? Right.
0: Well, and actually, and you showed before we started rolling. Oh yeah, and the, the ammo box yeah. over there. Yeah. Justin showed me this before we rolled. This whole thing is loaded. With more pickups,
1: just yeah, vintage ones. I got like a, a, a lap steel, uh, kind of like a classic lap steel bridge pickup there. Uh, I can turn it into like a tele if I want, turn it into a strat, go vintage, like wow. high output. You know, and it's, um,
0: it's really interesting how how you know you get into people talk about tone woods and all that stuff and body shape, but it's cool to see just what pickups sound
1: like. You know, I've learned more about what pickups sound like on this guitar than I ever uh, ever knew, you know, because you kind of are stuck with the pickups on it. You can change them, but by the time you've changed the pickup out on a guitar you love, you kind of forgot what the last one even totally. sounded like yeah, accurately. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: yeah, yeah. Even if you have recordings, it doesn't, yeah. It, yeah. It's, I'll switch out pickups and I'll think, is this an upgrade or a downgrade? I don't and know. And then
1: the amp's different maybe. The settings are different. Right. The amps sound different on different days. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes tubes yeah. get different ages and totally. you just never tell. And so it, it's helped me also with other guitars that I've, um, you know, gotten since this one. I kind of know I want these pickups on it or something yeah. because I know that those pickups are going to give me you know like a, a nice sound like yeah. there's one that surprised me I'd never tried it was like single coil um, Seymour duncan like quarter pound single coils they have the really big magnets yeah. those things just sound killer I've never tried those before oh. but um and blind taste tests those beat out almost anything um, really yeah
0: that's a cool way to do it I mean yeah. that's the ideal way to know what it sounds like and you're just for the record uh, he's in standard tuning right now I mean you were a master of slide with standard
1: tuning. <laughs> that's a, that's how I learned you know and I think it was kind of laziness or stubbornness at first. I didn't really want to learn a new tuning. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it also um, helped me start incorporating my fingers into the slide playing. Like um, at first, I'd kind of like pick up those kind of Almond Brothers, uh, you know, riffs, uh, and kind of figure out how to move those like open E or open D tunings into standard. Like those three strings. That little yeah. chord fragments but then you know just running running the other fingers in there it just says so much you can do you know right
0: and it's it's in the practicality of it exactly you're yeah. just you you can you can go between that and whenever Without tuning or...
1: Yeah, like we were talking about before yeah. we started, you know, it's like just retuning on on stage or you got a double neck, you know, you oh, got to get like a double right. neck with two different tunings on it or something like that and uh, it can just ruin the show or you're waiting uh, waiting on the next song to start, you <laughs> know right. what I mean? And so right. Yeah, standard, especially when you're playing with bands and you don't maybe have a solid set list. You don't know what's like, those are the only bands I've ever played with, you know, we have a set list and then ignore it the rest of the show, you know, and so you can't, I'm going to pull out my uh, Open E guitar and then uh, (laughs) it's up, something like that, but.
0: Well, that's very cool, Then Let's look at, you've got, I don't know, you've got a ton of guitars here. But let's, uh, I wish we had seven hours to cover all of them, but let's uh, let's yeah. move on to a couple more.
1: Well, I'll tell you, my favorite, I guess, like people ask me sometimes, oh, thanks, with uh, how many guitars I have, like if, I, if there was a fire and I had to pull one out, you know, yeah. or something, I'll grab that one right here.
0: This is the House on Fire guitar?
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, ideally I'd grab the case, too, because it has a pretty <laughs> badass case that comes with it, but yeah. this one... Um, was actually a, a gift to me from uh, my wife Nikki when we, we first met. Uh, um, she, she got me this. She knew nothing about guitars and somehow picked like cosmically my favorite guitar ever and huh. so this was their uh, 60th anniversary um, telly, and it's pretty much to my knowledge like their best um, uh, copy of the original Telecaster design so it's right. like a brand new vintage like uh, you know brand uh, new like early 50s kind of telly. And, um, and it sounds like that, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a good, like, um, I, I especially love this with like a, an open E tuning and just getting that real kind of, make like that blues that's sad, but it makes you feel really good, you know? And, and getting a little kind of grit on it and uh, on the on the bridge pickup too, especially like.
2: Thank <laughs> you.
0: Play great. That's that's so cool.
1: And it's got that there's something about that maple like high gloss uh, feel of the neck. I I just like you can just uh, own it. You know, it doesn't fight you on anything. And the radius is a little extreme for slides sometimes. If I'm doing all six strings, but. you right. know, um, you're just tilting it, and it's got high enough action, um, and I like thicker strings on it, especially in the bass notes, and get that kind of Nashville sound. What gauge do you usually run on a on a uh, guitar? I've got a couple uh, signature packs through uh, GHS, and um, it's like I can never remember. That's like a, I got my <laughs> yeah. own pack, so I wouldn't have to remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, it's usually like um, I keep I, I, on the. I have a slide guitar set, which I think the bass is always around fifty. And it's, it's close D- to like 50, yeah, I really like a, a thick bass string and then get a little lighter on the high strings, you yeah. know, so the whole pack does, isn't fighting you, but you get, you can swat those low strings and they won't go sharp or start wobbling, getting a yeah. lot of fret buzz, because I do a lot of uh, D tuning also, like down to uh, especially D, open G, open D tuning, but sometimes I'll go down even to uh, C sharp or C sometimes and the, the strings being thick enough aren't going to ruin the sound of it, and ruin the intonation. So, right. but then um, my, my slide guitar set, I focus on balancing the tension between all of the strings so that you get the same amount of pushback, um, you know, whether you're on the high E string or whether you're on the G string, they're all kind of pushing back even so you're not fretting out accidentally. And then the, um, the standard set is just a little bit lighter on the unwound strings so that you're, you're just kind of reason around you can bend however you want but you still get a decent amount of sustain and so I think it's a I think it's a 10 on the high E yeah. for my standard set and then it's an 11 on the high E for my slide guitar set kind of evens out sure. between the 50.
0: Yeah. Go, that sounds fabulous. That is a that is the perfect telecaster tone.
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah. And yeah. just the the natural the the ash body, you know. Yeah. And the uh, Black Pit guard,
0: isn't it amazing how Hardtail. how Leo got it right the first time? It's awesome, yeah. it's like it's like kind of I don't know. It, it's it's almost kind of mystical that he built this perfect guitar in nineteen well, I guess fifty two is the first year it came out, right? but they were shortly before then. In the comments, some of you nerds uh, correct me on whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, it is amazing that he just nailed it.
1: Yeah, you know? and, and it's like we've been chasing it small improvements ever since, you know. And, yeah, then, like,
0: and sometimes going the other
1: direction. Exactly, yeah. Not you're just like, I got to patent something, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let, me, let me do something different, you know what yeah. I mean? But And I love that too, you know. I love adventurous guitar designs, but yeah. it's like something about this, though, it's like, God, you just can't beat it, you know what I mean? Well, and for the
0: time, wildly adventures yeah you know? oh yeah totally oh yeah, just to bolt that thing together
1: you know yeah and uh, the fact that it's such a factory right tool, you know like mm-hmm. uh, i broke my neck uh, like, <laughs> let, me, yeah. let me get a new neck you know no. you you can't do that with every guitar and uh, no not that it makes a guitar bad if you can't but i mean it definitely makes it good if you can you know yeah so. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah, that's <laughs> great i love it well hey let's see the next
1: one on the uh all right
0: in the parade of many guitars awesome Okay, so
1: tell me about this one. So um, this one, uh, I call it the mystery, uh, the mystery resonator, and um, this was a, a, a gift from a buddy of mine, Jeff, um, who was a guitar collector, and he was kind of offloading some of his guitars, and um, uh, this was just one that I played in his collection. That is just like that is the best sounding, uh, coolest feeling resonator I, I had ever played, and uh, the the mystery part of it is that someone. Uh, Previous owner at some point stripped all the paint off, all the finish. Who knows what it looked like when it was original? So there's no brand name on it. Um, It is all I know is that it's very old. You can like tell it's old. It smells old. It feels old.
0: And even look at the pitted fretboard.
1: Oh yeah, You can see what chords and scales they used. Whoever that person liked D minor. Yeah, really
0: like D minor. (laughs) But who doesn't? Good
1: taste, you know. And. um, it's funny because like this is one of the guitars where like I don't even want to change the strings on it. The strings are kind of like green at this point, and pretty nasty. Uh, but um, there's something about the sound and just the feel. It it's like um a, you know you like singers that have like that cigarette smoking voice or something. This yeah, has yeah. kind of that quality. And yeah,
0: let's hear this thing. great dude uh, just back porch uh, yeah, you know I love it do you ever play with picks or always your fingers
1: you know I've got a um, I've got a signature thumb pick which uh, let's see got one right here and um, I love these they're um, they're made by a company called strum and Comfort and it's a it's like a hybrid thumb pick so it's got a kind of a cloth with velcro that straps it onto your thumb but then it's just a flat pick it's not like a, a full plastic wrap around because I yeah. always I always lost those when I'd strum up sure. and they'd go flying and, and yeah. land on someone's table or something like that, you know. Yeah. But you know these ones you can do like a full strum. Oh. You definitely get a, a more of a bite and more of an attack, you know, especially with that percuss- uh, percussive style. But then you can actually play them like a flat pick too, which is nice. Control and, and I've never had one fly off and hit someone's baby or hit drink. It's
0: so cool, though, and to hear the tone difference between your thumb and the pick, like it, oh, it yeah. changes everything, man. Absolutely, both cool. But, you know, different, different. Now, what are you doing electronically here?
1: So, um, on this one, I've got a, it's a company that, uh, I love their pickups. They just do great custom pickups, real uh, low profile. So, uh, these are all stuck on with, like, sticky tape. So, I don't uh. have to, like, cut into the guitar. I've got some some tape down there yeah, for the well, wire. Yeah, that's quite, and, um, that's some
0: real craftsmanship. Oh, there, thank Justin. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yeah, you can hardly tell it's there. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but, um, so, uh yeah, I've got this. It's 12-bar blues. Um, and it's a humbucker, too, so it's nice and quiet. You don't get a lot of that right. single-coil noise. Um, I've got the, uh, an X5 wireless system, which I use a lot, basically because I, I didn't ground this one. You can ground them. They come with a grounding wire. But I just slap this one on before uh, recording something with it. And uh, what I like to do generally when I record, especially uh, resonators, I like to have a mic. Like This is my favorite acoustic and resonator mic, the uh, ELA-260 uh, uh, from uh, Telefunken. And it's a tube mic, it just sounds like what you hear, basically. Um, yeah. And uh, then I also like to take like a direct signal so that I can fatten it up and just, sometimes I don't even use what comes from the uh, pickup, but I like having it there. And then sure. if I get dirty, I'll, um, I'll use the pickup to get dirty, run it through an amp, overdrive it. And so a lot of like, um, you know, like the, I recently did a lot of like uh, the film work where they wanted resonator tones, but they also wanted dirty. And instead of recording two different parts, I'll record a mic like this, send them the dry one, and then say, if you want it dirty, here's the dirty version of the right. same exact riff on the same exact guitar. It'll sound like an electric, though, plugged into an amp. And so that, uh, And then you can mix them together, which is cool. Or yeah. you know, part of the song later in the mix where you decide, I like an acoustic uh, intro, and then I want to get dirty when the chorus comes or something like that. So you have the option to play with all of those.
0: Yeah, very cool. Uh, what tune are you in right now?
1: Uh, this is uh, Open E, Okay. or maybe it's Open D. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's, a, open. it's the same thing, yeah. really. Yeah. It's just the yeah, yeah, yeah. whole stuff apart. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, God, feel, it sounds great. Oh yeah, just just feels good. It's got that real deep. Um, feel that ne- back of that neck. Oh the yeah. The real deep V. God. And um, I don't even know if it has a truss rod, so it's it's probably just thick right. to hold the tension. Yeah,
0: that wood's not moving. Yeah, that no, no, so <laughs> <that is laughs> it hasn't been... moved in eighty years. Yeah. But it's like. It's like yeah. a telephone pole. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Okay, man. All right. It's gonna be a tough one to beat, but let's try it. Let's try it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Alright, so next up is uh, this uh, Dreadnought Acoustic from uh, Furch Guitars, and it's the, from their Green Series. And um, they reached out to me. Um, uh, I'd never played one of their guitars. I'd seen them before, and when they sent this to me, uh, they, they sent me a, a few others to try out. It was like you know damn like <laughs> this is like you know i've uh, never never really played a guitar like this they've they've they invented a lot of things really kind of um it's one of those new companies that does have something new and and really it's like i, I wish a lot of other companies would develop these uh these things but uh, well they probably patent them so a lot of other companies can't But right. <laughs> like the finish on this is just um it's it's like the strongest finish one of the thinnest finishes too and. I think that they tried for years working on different formulas with chemists and stuff to come up with a kind of a new guitar finish that would resonate, um, but be very hard. And it actually, I think, adds to the resonance. It's so hard. Wow! But I beat I beat the hell out of this guitar, and there's not a ding on it. You know, and usually I'll have a ding on a guitar after about two minutes or something. Sure. You know? And. Um, and then the they're also they're, the balance is different. They've got an internal block here that's um, I think aluminum that prevents the bowing right here where in it meets the, the body in the neck in the neck block. Yeah. So huh. there's a, there's like a whole screw system, a carbon fiber rod that protects the truss rod, and so you don't get bowing in different spots when the truss rod starts getting old because that carbon fiber like helps to distribute the. There's just a lot of like cool engineering involved, but. When you play it though, it's just like, it's so open and it's so active and, and resilient. And so I'm running this actually, I've got an AB on my pedal board. I guess we'll talk about that later. But um, instead of running to the electric amp, um, I can flip it and run it to the Fishman loudbox, which I love using for my acoustic amp.
0: And you said they're from the Czech Republic.
1: Czech Republic, yep. Um, and I, I think the uh, cool story, you know, behind the, the original, I guess, the father who's kind of a family business. But he started building guitars, I guess, when it was uh, a communist country. And it was illegal to build guitars. Like, you could go to jail or, you know, like prison for it. It was like a serious offense. Uh, wow. He was taking apart old pianos and using the wood to build guitars. and just building these amazing guitars and and hiding, basically. Uh, Really? And so when, when, um, I guess, that country, um, you know, I I don't know a lot about the politics of it other than what I've heard with the stories from Firch, but um, when they were allowed to start a company, actually, um, he was way ahead of the curve, you know, and and he had already been building guitars, so he had had the knowledge, and Mm -hmm. um, now they're the huge, you know, got an awesome factory, huge factory, and I think they're just, uh, Celebrating their 40th anniversary this year so wow, but yeah, so if you ever see one of these, you know at a guitar store or something uh, Check it out. I mean, it's it's really cool. And I feel great.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful I've never I've never heard of this company before Love it though. So spruce top was it a mahogany back and stuff? it's a uh, rosewood rosewood, rosewood yeah.
1: back and sides on this Wow, and they've got a ton of uh, different models like their their uh, types of guitars are set up like the visible light spectrum and so it goes from uh, I think violet to uh, I don't know the viso. Roy G. Biv, so yeah, whatever yeah. that is, violet to uh, red, yeah. and um, and then they have a rainbow series, which is their custom series. So you can take any of the on their website, you can design it and take any of the features of any of their guitars. Basically, put them all together, and you could have nine strings, uh, twelve strings, baritones. Um, they've got uh, the travel guitars, these tiny ones that, uh. that sound killer. But, um, yeah, they're oh, they're, cool. they're mean. Oh, All
0: right.
1: <laughs> Fabulous.
0: Okay, let's try another one. All
1: right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the next one here is, of course, my uh, signature shovel guitar. And this one is, uh, it's funny because I've, I've sold so many of these, built so many of them. And um, uh, after, you know, I did a kind of performance in my backyard with one. Right, um, right.
0: And that's, I, that, I think everybody, everybody's seen that. <laughs> it got Everybody, like crazy,
1: like, uh, you know, it's funny because it was just like off the cuff, that, that video and, and yeah. uh, just making it up on my back porch and yeah. uh, it got like, you know, 40 million views on Facebook alone right. after like a month or so, And but we got so many requests for people wanting shovel guitars that I, st- I started building them and uh, never knew I was going to be like a, a shovel guitar builder <laughs> or anything like that. But. You know, I, I love it, and it's, it's stuff like this, too. I'll get into some of the uh, homemade instruments that I, I play a lot of and, and build, but it's just the art of it and learning, like, the essence of what a guitar is, you know? What, what, it, what it has to have to be good and what it doesn't have to have to be good, you know? And, yeah. and also how to play just, just strings and how to kind of make up your own rules, and I think that's what's beautiful about something like this, but... Um, get into the story you know I've actually never uh, owned my own like I would end up like you know making a living on the road I'd sell the ones I had on the road at my last gig or something and go back home and and build more and so I never actually had one that was like mine that I played all the time and so uh, this one I decided I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep one finally and uh, I I was uh, contacted on I think Instagram or something by this artist in Greece who's a tattoo artist uh, named Achilles and he wanted to paint a shovel for me and oh, so great. I, I sent this to him it was a nightmare getting it there with customs because oh, they're yeah. like what is this thing you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean like uh, yeah. is it and so um, but yeah he did an amazing job and then there was another company funny like contacted me on Instagram who wanted to build me a custom strap and uh, we were like well can you match this guitar and uh, so that's a uh, Le- Le rock skin straps in uh, France built oh. this like all leather strap they even got the pickup on it look at that oh that's so so, cool. so that it was just it's like an optical illusion now but um okay yeah the, let's hear this yeah. let's hear this thing so it's got a uh, three strings it's got a, a volume pedal it's got a, a custom pickup that um i helped uh, design um and a volume knob and so basically it's a it's like a power chord a root fifth root generally yeah. like an open g tuning Like, tempered steel f- sustains forever which is nice too right. <laughs> It does, it's great. Again, so how,
0: how did it happen? How did, how did you decide to do this the first time?
1: Well, you know, um, at the time, uh, it was when my wife, uh, Nikki, and I were living on the road full time. And um, a lot of what I played w- were homemade instruments. And uh, I started playing a few. and. Eventually, people started coming out to shows and just bringing me stuff they built in their garage, and and I'd play it on stage. You know, like pretty much no matter what it was, I would. I would if Someone brought something they built, I would play it on stage. Fearless. And um, I bet
0: there was some bad experience, some bad. Well, you
1: know, it's like you got to learn how to like one-string instruments with like really hot piezo pickups. Yeah. It's like you know, you got to kind of come up with something right. and and make it entertaining, but. You know, that's what a lot of those, like, my my early blues, like, heroes did, you know, sure. with, like, homemade, you know, like, Bo Diddley with these crazy instruments he built totally. and and just the tradition of it. And I think that's kind of, like, what slide guitar is about, too, is right. you don't need frets. You need, like, ideally, if you, you don't even have fret markers, and you, you don't need them if you can listen to it, you know, and, yeah. and learning to play like that, I think, trial by fire with all of these people coming out and bringing these instruments, uh had to learn how to come up with tunings on the fly for different instruments. Right. Um run things through an amp and amplify it without crazy feedback and different things like that and um, um, no one ever grounded their instruments and so luckily right. like with wire, like wireless systems I realized you never have to ground an instrument if you're going wireless and so that, that wasn't an issue but uh, a guy named Roger Berry brought out a shovel guitar that he built and um, that was the one I played in that original video and yeah. so um, he gave that guitar to me after that, that show I was playing I think at the Juke Joint Festival in uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi Uh, when he brought that one out to me and um you know like uh and it's happened with a few different instruments and a few different people who've done that uh where um you know I'll play something put out a video and then they'll they'll thank me later you know and it's like uh, like with the the ammo can uh guitar you know um just getting a lot of people turned on to a cool new idea and a cool new design and a new way to look at guitars and you know again it's like it's like minimalist art too you know and yeah it's, it's, I love it. just beautiful
0: it's like um, you've seen the the movie this might get loud with oh yeah Edge. yeah definitely that first scene where Jack White just you know he 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 nails a couple uh, strings to a board and it sounds like Jack White that's it, all
1: you that's all you'd need you know and yeah. if you can and if you can make music with that when you pick up a guitar it's a lot easier. When you break a string, you just play on one. <laughs> you really? play on the one that's in tune, you right, know, and right. then, or, or uh, you learn how to think on the fly like that. And you also learn how to play up and down the fretboard instead of in patterns, you know, and you start, start, stop thinking about patterns as much, you know. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's an interesting thought on, on, particularly on slide guitar, like that really singing voice. I think that's kind of where that came out
1: of. Oh, yeah, definitely. Know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. And all those patterns on the scales, they start making more sense. It's kind of like, I think with piano, you think linear, linearly. Mm-hmm. And and that's why it, a lot of, uh, you know, when you learn music theory, you have to learn piano because you can see it in a straight line. And on guitar, I think what's easy about it is you can be visual about it and have these patterns and, you know, you change from A to B. All you have to do is move the pattern up a whole step. Um, but you might not be thinking about intervals as much, or you know, about mm-hmm. the the scales and, and the way they repeat, because you're thinking about them as as six six string patterns, you
0: know. Right, right. it and it, I, it, it, it tends to be, it's almost like a cut and paste thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Whereas
1: just like paint by numbers or something, right, you know? right.
0: Whereas with that, you're just like whatever the melody it goes with the melody goes where it goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, a, in a different way, totally. And then when you go back to six string, it's like, I'm. I'm tuning this string down like I want this string here and this string here and you start just thinking about it like six strings or like six instruments you know and they each sound different yeah and and you just make them all do what you want for whatever song and that's how I approach like solo guitar arrangements a lot is I think like um, I think of the bass strings as like a male singer uh, and the unwound strings as sort of like a female singer and yeah. so when you're, you're playing and arranging, you can have like a duet, you can have different call and response parts and you start to learn the sound of each string in a different way. It's,
0: that's you know, it's, a really cool way to look at it. That's great, man. Okay, we got to see, now that's gonna be a tough one to break. But we, had, <laughs> we were working on uh, puns before this, I was thinking, Really dig that tone, and Justin said, (laughs) "Groundbreaking." That was my favorite (laughs) one. Yeah, yeah. can't beat it. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Groundbreaking. (laughs) Okay, what is this thing?
1: All right, this is. It looks wood. It looks like it's wooden from a distance, but it's actually a metal-bodied. It's a vintage Dobro Duolian. and um, it's got the the biscuit uh biscuit bridge here and um this one i love there's like this i always call it like like dark blues or like dark swamp blues um but it it just has this sound that just immediately just kind of makes you stop especially like i love this guitar in d minor tuning so um be like d a d f a d and so when you just strum it you can just hear right and then uh you know? So. Sings, you know, resonates. Sometimes people, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people comment that they don't think that like metal body uh, resonators have as much bass, but this one particularly, it just mm, just really right booms it out. I love it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what what pickup are you using? In it?
1: Um, this one, this came on it um, It's a Lace Sensor pickup, one of their resonator pickups. Hmm. And um, you know, again, I guess that's why they also because I haven't cha- I don't change strings hardly ever <laughs> unless I really need to or or if, if I just need the sound of uh, new strings, but it's got some um, electric strings on it. So sometimes I like electric strings with, like, a resonator anyways. um, I find I'll use my slide guitar pack a lot, and especially because um, I'm not a big fan of piezo pickups on resonators. They can get a little hot. I'd much rather mic a resonator live if I want, like, a mic sound. Yeah. Um, But usually I'll I'll just have a magnetic pickup um, for, for all the resonators, and you plug it into a clean tube amp, like, that's what I've got it now plugged into the Huesen um, Kettner triamp, And then I've also got the, uh, the mic in front of it to kind of blend those two together. But um, it
0: sounds great. And
1: yeah. this one, you can really tell, like I was talking about how I, I like to arrange the kind of like think about the strings as different people and how the unwound strings I think of as like a female vocalist and the wound string I think of as a male vocalist. And like if you can do it with this guitar is especially good, like. So that'd be like the female on the high E string. And then the male. And then a duet.
0: That's great, man. Uh. Yeah, Justin, I really dig that. I, you know, gear, I know we all love gear, but gears, unless you get cool ideas, don't really mean anything. And that's really, those are just great ideas. Yeah. I, I love that, man.
1: Well, I get so many of my ideas from the gear, and I, it's kind of like, right. um, I think most of the songs I write are, are written, like, by me and the guitar, you know? And sure. I like can never, I've, I've never liked forcing a song out of a guitar if, if it doesn't come in the first 30 seconds. If I'm in the studio, you know, I'll, I'll switch guitars if, like, the tone isn't right. Except, like, like that Gyrock, you know, with yeah. the, the switchable pickups. That's what I like about it is it's like I can usually get the tone I want in about 30 seconds with that one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's so much better to just get the gear that does the song easily or, or gets the sound easily sure. than to, to force it out.
0: Let it inspire you. Exactly. Yeah. So um, do you have any idea what year this is?
1: I don't, know. Um but
0: old-ish, right?
1: Old-ish, yeah. I am I do not know. I don't know how to read the serial numbers on yeah. these that, that well, you know. And, um, but And I like the, it's got that, uh, the moon and star I love uh, that. cover. It's got a very flat um, Yeah. Is... cover too, so it, it's really ergonomic. It, it mm-hmm. plays like an acoustic a lot.
0: Yeah, some of those with a real high arch are very awkward.
1: You got to kind of like I have to do this and kind of get my hand going a lot right. more down. Right, muting and, thing. Yeah, is yeah. Really palm, weird. I palm mute a lot, and so I've had to kind of learn how to palm mute a little yeah. past that. Yeah, <laughs> that cover just ruins your palm muting if, <laughs> if you're used to it one way, you know. Right. But um, well, that
0: sounds great, Ron. Okay, yeah. let's, let's let's look at another yelling. one.
1: All right. So this next one is. Um, this is actually um, one of the most recorded guitars that I have, so um, I've, I've probably recorded more songs and parts with this guitar than just about any six string electric or acoustic that I've got. And it's just, it's one of the first uh, cigar box guitars I ever played, it's built by uh, a guy named Richard Brantley who uh, is a good friend of mine and um, helped me uh, fix the RV a few times when we were on the road, <laughs> you know, when I, when I needed to help change the floor in my RV, but he, can, he, he has about every tool and has the knowledge. He used to be a treasure hunter. And so like um, any, anything you ask him, he pretty much knows how to fix or do. So he helped us out a lot on the road, but he started building guitars and they're some of the best cigar box guitars I've ever uh. played. And they're so simple and um, he owns a farm too. Uh, and he's really like tapped into, I think the original concept of what makes uh, like the soul of homemade instruments, you know? And that's one of those things that I love about these instruments is how good they can sound, first of all, out of, out of like found materials. Like this is a cigar box. This is a hand hammered uh, tin can, it's like a green bean can oh, wow. that, that you turn into a resonator. It's got a little um, uh, disc piezo that's, that's hot glued inside a beer bottle cap for the, uh, the pickup, you know? But it's like when you plug it in, it, you can just tell it's like it's got so much soul. like you know I don't know, like pre-war Delta blues but yeah it's kind of like a banjo kind of like a resonator it,
0: yeah kind of like a banjo it's so amazing and it's it's so cool to think about people that like on the Delta that didn't have anything yeah poor poor when they just they
1: just found a way but they had killer music in their yeah, heads. Had, you know yeah, it's yeah. like uh, they, and yeah they had music
0: they, that they had, yeah. they had to get out yeah to get out Man, it's so it's it's just beautiful. And that that sounds great, man. And
1: again, like uh, just I, I've toured with this so much, you can see all the all the all the marks on it. You know, there's yeah. no finish; it's just beat up, but it's it's never failed me. It never feeds back live. It's so weird. I played Shocking. it on the loudest stages and. Not a not a hint of. I guess it's all the hot glue and that pickup. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's pretty weird, there's you know. One, there's your pro tip. It's like use, let's... <laughs>
0: use lots of hot glue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
1: great. I played in the sun in Texas in the summer. It didn't even melt the hot glue. Yeah. too. I used that high high uh, temperature hot glue. And, hey, and, now,
0: is that your that's your signature slide, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is um, uh, stoneware ceramic, um, huh. and uh, Jim Dunlop makes these. Uh, yeah. So, They, uh, it's, it's killer. It's a special type of ceramic too that, uh, I think it's like stoneware porcelain or something like that. Yeah,
0: it's kind of like Kev Moe's. Yeah. Yeah. Same, the same
1: woman makes them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but man, I I love ceramic because you get the sustain is more like metal, but the weight and the surface is more like glass. So you get a smooth kind of glassy surface, but, um. Glass slides, especially on acoustic, I I never get the sustain I want out of a glass slide right. unless it's like a shot glass or something that's right
0: just really really thick. Yeah, I think the Coruscant bottle is really made for like a Les Paul.
1: It's made for a Les Paul with Marshall amps. Yeah. You know, with like it's made for. Brother like,
0: Dwayne basically set the. Uh, you don't <laughs> you don't need sustain
1: on anything if you've no. got the Les Paul and the uh, and the yeah. stacks going. Yeah. Yeah. You could use a, a toothpick and it would sustain yeah. like crazy. You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but well, with um, that, it just sings, yeah. man. And I love, again, the, the super dead acoustic strings. They sound so desperate, you know. Just right. Weird. Uh, it's forcing the notes out, you know. There's something about that that I like, too. And you're right, it's
0: very banjo mm-hmm. you know. Yeah,
1: and it's got this weird. This bridge is just like a, a little rod of metal, and so that you hear, you hear a lot of those weird artifacts that yeah. pop through. <laughs>
0: what I love, I love the way the uh, strings are attached, just yeah. in the most seemingly arbitrary way. <laughs> you, can see, you can see my
1: after aftermarket grounding job, where I, I tied a, a wire oh, yeah. and taped it around to one of those. Uh, Top yeah. notch. <laughs> yeah. If you ever need any guitar work, yeah, um, you yeah. know, just let yeah, me know. I yeah. could, you could have the same quality. <laughs> no problem. <laughs>
0: oh, that's great. All right, man. Let's look at one All right. more. Okay, what is this thing?
1: So this, one, I'm saving the best for last here, in a sense, like or at least the newest for last. Uh, this is just got this guitar. Uh, a few days ago, actually, and I've been waiting for it since Christmas. (laughs) Did they um... drag
0: it behind the delivery truck?
1: (laughs) It was supposed
0: to be shiny. (laughs) 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 They suck. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I should have filed a claim. I could have gotten my money back for it, you know? (laughs) But, um,
1: yeah, this is from Wild Customs, too, the same company that made the uh, Gyro guitar. And... um, I always love this style, you know it's called their uh fire wild um, and it's kind of it. like a firebird, uh, kind of like like yeah what was like a guitar Ice model Swing? you guys were yeah. talking about but uh and um this is uh, the first electric that i've ever gotten just um, from the ground up uh sent in a mock up I did on Photoshop of all the all the little features I wanted um, the wiring I wanted the pickups I wanted the binding the inlay everything uh, is is exactly like I wanted it to be and um it's just—it's so nice. It's perfect. It's it, and it looks old. I love—I love not being—not uh, shedding a tear for the first scratch. No, so I just right. had them. Uh, they do a great job with the aging, the cosmetics. Yeah. Um, and it's got three Filtertrons. I love Filtertron pickups, and um, it has uh, not only does it have the three pickups, but it has a six-way toggle and so you can get basically every combination of the pickups you can get you know one two three four five and six and so you can wow. you can uh, really get those combos but then it's got a coil uh split too so i can turn them all into single coils so i can go humbucker or single coil and i get six options with either one so it can sound a lot like a strat on the single coil uh, setting Or it can sound like um, more of, you know, a beefy kind of like Gretsch. Uh, You can get some kind of less Paul tones, just about anything you want. Yeah, hey, flip through um, a couple. Yeah, definitely. So you can hear it gets a little quieter on the single coil setting. It's got great sustain. Yeah. Love it, man. So, that's the neck. Let's go more like the bridge. A little more of that kind of honky middle sure. tone. though no, not too bright. And I love
0: it's got the five speed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then flip it on single. Swat the strings. That's just totally clean, you know, if I I give it a little more uh, attitude. Yeah. Let's see. Do a little dancing. Sure.
0: nicely into your pedal board talk yeah okay yeah let's let's talk about this because you've you've been doing a little dancing down here on your uh, on your rig so on your electric rig what do you what are you doing you're running out of the guitar into
1: yeah so first I guess like the overview is um... I like having a, a lot of options. You know what I yeah, mean? And, and yeah, so, um, clearly. Whether, yeah. <laughs> whether it's um, like, I, I like not having to shuffle things around too much or change things. Like if I'm going to a, a studio session and, and space is an issue, yeah. you know, I don't want to bring this pedal board set up necessarily um, and, and take up half the studio. But um, I, I've got this, this pedal board recently, the actual components of the, the metal parts, the board itself from a company called Morton Pedal Board and it's all modular so you can screw it together oh, cool. and um, basically expand the pedal board like if, if I wanted to um, this part over here uh, with all the universal audio pedals on it um, a lot of times I'll use that as my um, send and return on my amp okay. and so that's got all of the things you would normally have on the send and return like the um, you know vibrato, echo, uh, r- reverb and so um, I can just move that whole pedal board and it's uh, run off of these um, uh, what's it the power Big, box, yeah. yeah, the Big Joe uh, power box, so that's totally battery powered <sighs> and rechargeable, so I can just throw that anywhere I want and and plug it in move God. it back if I want it in the chain The um, power
0: box is so cool too uh, like go to Europe no problem no problem yeah. at all
1: yeah, and you never get you never get issues with uh, power really you know? yeah. um, on the main pedal board as far as power I've got the uh, gator cases um, that's a killer power supply that's their power 12. And what I like about that, not only it's, it's big, it's got the, the light on it and everything. I mean, it sounds great. You don't get any interference or anything, um, but it also has the 18 volt um, yeah. outputs like for my, my transformer pedal, the API pedal. Um, normally I have to plug that in and then that's when you have to deal with maybe some of the power issues because right. it's not coming from like isolated power. Um, so now I get the isolated power. I can still run the transformer, which I love. And then still run all of my nine volt um, pedals. It's got the um, the power drain, like you know, to to mimic an old battery, which I I usually don't use. That I've tried it a a few times and and uh, haven't found the right pedals to use it on. I usually just go full throttle on those, but it's a nice option to have. And so
0: yeah, let's well, okay, let's start. Let's just kind of
1: show your yeah. So I'll just start with nothing on, so you can kind of hear things too, and. um... I'm running this all into the Hughes & Kettner um, Tri-Amp Mark three, Mark, okay. uh, and you've got
0: a cab in the other room. Uh,
1: Hughes & Kettner 212 cabinet yeah. um, in the other room and um, I like the I like the Hughes & Kettner Triamp and and also the Grandmaster 40 which is this one I would take on the road would be this one. Sure. It, it does a lot of the same stuff but that's got... Um, I forget how many tubes that has in it, but it's basically like 42 tube amps. Oh my god. All analog, so you can, you can switch between the power <laughs> tubes, um, you can switch the pre-amp tubes and, and mimic just about any amp you'd want. Totally analog though, so it's like an analog modeling amp. So Right now I'm kind of in the clean California mode on the tri-amp. The first pedal is the Loud and Proud pedal from um, Mad Professor and that is basically the exact wiring of like an old Marshall head um, in pedal form and then it also has a really tasteful boost in front of it and i use this almost always for just the boost and so before the boost with the boost on yeah it just kind of wakes it up yeah definitely and it boosts a little bit of volume but the clarity also punches out there Mm -hmm. you get a little sustain and it's not muddy The, the bass comes out like yeah really subtle you can push the tubes a little harder. Yeah. If I turn on the other, um, the main part of the pedal, that turns on the Marshall wiring.
2: <laughs> right.
1: and I've got quite a bit of gain dialed in, but you know, it's got all of the knobs you would normally see on a Marshall and um, it just kind of gives you that. So you can turn what would be like more of a clean kind of fendery sound or something yeah. into more of that kind of crunchy, boxy, darker sound. Yeah, yeah, I dig that thing love it and then I've got the uh, Archer pedal here love the um, Archer which again I just kind of use as a, a different color boost I, mm-hmm. I don't like uh, I like the gain on it but I like to dial that all the way back usually and just kind of use the tone of it so here's without the Archer mm-hmm and then with it
2: yeah, it just
1: wakes it up it gives it a little bit different boost so here's the Mad Professor boost
2: a little
1: brighter a little thinner and then the Archer yeah. so I just like that and then I, I like the Archer the next one's the, the Tube Screamer and uh the
0: tried and true
1: yep and i like the way that the archer sounds with the boost going into the tube screamer it it, it gets that kind of milkshake thick sort of not over the top but Uh, kind of classic uh, oh yeah Tube screamer without the archer, so you can see how the archer brings the tube screamer to life. Yeah, that's a good combination. Just uh, not nothing going over the top, but everything adding a little bit. Yeah. This next pickup uh, or pedal, um, I've never heard of this company. They're in Russia actually, and they reached out to me, sent me an email, um, wanting to send me a pedal, and it's like it's like uh, one of my favorite distortions I've ever heard. It's it's a company called advanced systems and it's ADV dot systems and this is their um, <clears throat> their hashtag overdrive pedal <laughs> and like I didn't know what <laughs> what it was gonna come it came in a little brown box yeah. and it's just killer like I love that for um, like like rusty old blues kind of sound like I especially love it with um, I mean it sounds good like this is this is just by itself with the uh, overdrive pedal <laughs> It's got a little fuzz, but it's yeah. It's kind of more controlled than a lot of fuzz.
0: It's totally different than the other stuff you got. That's yeah. what I really like about it. Like,
1: it's, let's it's, say I add that MAP Professor boost, go to like the uh, bridge position, it's like a single coil, then. We-
2: like sweaty sort of green.
1: At the dane electro that goes into the dane electro back top, which um i love just for the it, it's an echo where the echo is backwards and so it just gives you that psychedelic uh,
0: uh, i love that it's dedicated just to weird sounds oh yeah totally <laughs> yeah.
1: and i love doing like an intro or outro with that pedal you know or if, if you're just you start a new set, you know. You come back after the set, and there's nothing better than just like, yeah. just like wake up the audience. You know? Yeah, everyone's like, okay, what's
0: I think we're starting the show. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to go out of order, but I
1: love using the um, the plus pedal from uh, Game Changer Audio. Oh, right. With the, uh, the Dane Electro. Oh, let's too, hear so. this man. <laughs> and, like, once you're doing. It, uh, Uh, yeah, it's like whatever you're going to do next, uh, you can just cue that up while you the know, plus pedal's doing its thing. As
0: the whole like, solo performer, you really have to work up things like that, because yeah, you're the whole show. And exactly. if it stops,
1: yeah, that's cool. It stops, cool. <laughs> yeah, it stops. <laughs> uh-huh. And then um, after that uh, back talk is the, the plasma pedal, also from Game Changer Audio. And uh, this is like, um, I use this a lot when I'm layering parts in the studio. If, I, if I'm doing a power chord or like doing, I want to thicken a part up, it's just.
2: <laughs> oh. really so it's, love just that.
1: it's just a, like atomic blast of of sound and you don't even have to use your right hand. You know. Well, and although you can't see it, there's like a Tesla coil in
0: the center, yeah, yeah, doing crazy. And I guess things. that
1: actually, that the sound actually goes through that. Like it's not just a special effect. That's actually where the sound is passing through. I think in the pedal. Oh, that's and so great. It's like a car or a headlight or something. like Yeah. That. I can't look away. <laughs> It dies. It sounds like something broke. Right? Yeah. Like, I think it's something wrong with Yeah. And I like layering stuff. Like when I when I'm doing like you know heavier music or layering something in the studio with heavier music. A lot of times the slide just like. Yeah, you know, there's like yeah. weird sound effects. You can with. Oh, it's just it's it's like a, a theremin. It is a theremin. Yeah, like layered in there, so you're like, what is that sound? So that's, that's great for that. Very cool. I've got an Ibanez a DE7 Delay Echo. Um, just because I have to have one of those on every pedal board, sure. um, it was like my first echo pedal. And uh, there's something about the sound that um, is just like, this is the way I learned how to use an echo pedal. And, and um, so whenever I want to control the echo on stage, like I use the uh, Universal Audio Echo, for like my go-to sort of tape echo emulation.
0: But for the down and dirty, yep. get it done. Get it it's done, sealed. turn
1: the knob on stage when you need to, get certain effects and, yeah. and it feeds back well. You know, you can put it on the loop and get nice and nasty with it or you can just do a little uh, slap back with it. And... It's
0: funny, delays are kind of like that. I mean, like you find one that, that you like know how to use yeah, and there might be better sounding stuff, but
1: it's just it's not going to sound better if you don't use it as well Well, right yeah yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and then um the uh, image looper from t-rex effects um my my favorite uh, loop pedal um because it's just two buttons start and stop it's got a volume knob this is how loud it is you know it's like and it's wide enough to where you can aim at both uh effectively right um you know and uh and it's, the sound quality of it though is, is better than most, like uh, it, it, they focus on high quality sound instead of like a low def uh, with a lot of options, which yeah. I think is what a lot of um, uh, lower lower range loop pedals do, and you can really tell the difference, it's like the same sound after you loop it, oh, as, that's great. What, what you put in there. So. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it's all about yeah. yeah the sound quality and the ease of use and um t-rex effects i don't have it on this pedal board because it's one of the components i just use for certain occasions they have a, a replicator echo pedal which i use a lot in the studio um, both in the mix process and in the uh, tracking process oh. and it's like an authentic tape echo unit but in a foot pedal format so it has the tape uh winding in there yeah. the tape cartridge and really it just sounds killer it sounds so like rockabilly so vintage Sounds like that old, like classic country sound when you want that, oh. like with the telly. Do I mean, the tapes hold up pretty well? They hold up really well, huh. yeah. Even when you, you max them out, they sound even cooler yeah. <laughs> a little while. Right. But, but they also sell the cartridges, and you pop it in like a tape cassette, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's super easy to change. You don't need to be a, an engineer to use it or anything, and I mean, it's like the sound is authentic. It's got that, that kind of, like, I don't know, Pink floyd vibe a lot of times. You get that really nice saturation.
0: How like, cool. And, and
1: then the api what yep the api transformer pedal that is like the um that does all the stuff that's subtle that you really want to have happening um it's uh, like everything's running through that at all times basically going to the amp um if i bypassed it you might not notice a whole lot And I don't have the tone or compression on right now with what I've been doing, but here's with it off. And then just on, and this isn't even, this is just going through it. This isn't even touching the tone or the compression. Um, Again, this is off.
2: This is
1: on. So it just wakes it up. Yeah, It's got um, the same op amps, the same circuitry you'd get from an API channel strip. So it's basically like running through an API analog console channel strip, but just in a pedal board. So it's kind of like the mastering phase with the tone before it hits the amp. Also, if you don't have boosts, if you don't have anything like that, um, you can control how hard your guitar hits the amp. But it's like your guitar tone with some of that analog beef. Uh, just hitting the amp really nicely. Sure. And then it's got an EQ section, which um, they've got a bass version and they've got a guitar version, and the EQs are the only thing different about them. And uh, <coughs> so you know, sometimes you're in the studio and your amps in another room. You can control the tone from the pedal board, which that's is nice. that's huge, yeah. And so you just want a little more mid. Boost the mid on the pedal, and you don't even have to be around your amp. Because because so
0: that whole studio thing, when your amps in the other room, by the time you go over there and. You know, tweak it, and you come back putting your headphones. It's like, nope, still don't like it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The... Well, one of the other things, like when I can't do that, or if I need to change the amp tone, it's the other room. I use the image looper because the sound quality is good oh. enough to where I just loop the riff that I want to play. Like, you know, and then it, it... Oh, yeah.
2: that
1: would be annoying to go over and over. But you know what I'm saying? No. Like, play the riff that you're setting your tone to. Walk in the other room, let that play back, and you can hear the amp and control it. And then
0: that's a really clever pro tip. Yeah. So
1: even when I'm, you know, not using a loop pedal, I like having it for that reason. Right. It's um,
0: the control you get. Yeah, I never thought of that. That's a great idea.
1: And then um, the other thing on the transformer is you get compression. So it's got a really subtle compression. You know, APIs compressors are really transparent, but they're they're good. They they bring just everything out a little bit more. And so you know, here's without the compression. And then with it, just got to hear the little details. Sure. It's those tails of the notes, you know, if you boosted the compression up higher. Yeah. Just a little bit more. I like the lower settings because it doesn't start eating away at the transients like the attacks. Yeah. But sometimes a little bit of compression in there will be nice and it sure. also reacts differently depending on how you hit it with the gain knob. And then it's got a volume, um, basically a uh, trim at the end so you can you can hit the amp at whatever volume you want, whatever your gain setting is set to on there. And so I guess it's just like the mastering phase is what I think yeah. about that pedal as.
0: So this board in front of the amp, and then this board over here, the second board, is run through the effects loop?
1: Generally, I'll run that through the effects loop. Right now, it's not. Um, and what and what's, what's the, all on this? So this, um, this one is all the, like, Universal Audio just came out with these three pedals, and it's like, as soon as I saw them, it's like these are the things I do post-production a lot of times in Pro Tools. I'll use a lot of the Universal Audio plugins that do the same things. Yeah. And so having them here in pedal form is, is like I'm so glad they started doing this. Right. And they sound killer and, and you know, they're really known for their like emulation oh. of analog gear and so.
0: Right, like the most expensive analog gear ever. Yeah. at You know, at mere mortal price.
1: And, yeah. and you don't have to deal with the, um, the repairs you need on oh. great old analog gear. Like yeah. if you really had a tape machine and like an Echoplex, like all these different things that like old, like vintage tube, um, you know, vibrato, yeah. which like, you need to have an amp that has that built in to get, to get it. But with this, you really get like a nice tasteful, you know, here's the vibrato, uh, no vibrato. And then here's just a little subtle, no, I, I probably went too subtle on that. <laughs> that was my preset.
2: You know?
1: Yeah, this is warm. It doesn't sound digital at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's great.
1: And then there, um, the echo, you know, is you can control tap to tempo if you want. I just like that little hint of it. But, sure. You know, of course, you can, you can. Uh, uh, there we go <laughs> That sounds great. Sounds good. You can control the stuff like the oscillation, the, the, the type of echo unit that you're emulating, whether you want it to be like the um, more of like the, the better digital ones, like the vintage digital ones sure. or the vintage tape, anything like that. And then same thing with the uh, reverb pedal which I like spring reverb. I like, you know, I play a lot of amps like the Hughes and Kettner that don't have spring units built in. Yeah. But um, I started on Fender amps and that was one of my favorite things about them was like the vibrato oh. and the spring reverb. And so, you know, you can really um, really get a good spring reverb. Yeah, we <laughs> get hooked on that sound. And that squishiness and everything. Uh. Plus, it has a pre-delay which you never get on a um, on like a spring unit, and so it, it helps that attack poke out there just right, and you right. still get all that squishiness. It's just not getting in the way of your notes, yeah, and like pushing you back in the mix, you know. Yeah, I could but. see
0: where that'd be very addictive. That that vervy tone. Oh like yeah, that. definitely. Turns all my bad stuff into
1: good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> all my bad sustain into long beautiful notes. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. And I love like kind of surf and rockabilly and so having the tape echo and the spring reverb I can I can really dial into those tones whenever I want oh that's great
0: and then your third board and this is all part of the modular kind of exactly
1: and um, yeah so uh, this board over here is basically if I'm playing live and I want like a lot of times just for ease of use when I'm playing the acoustic guitar I'll plug it into whatever amp I'm running the electric out of, like a, a clean tube amp basically, yeah. and use that setting. I love the way that sounds. But if I, um, for like more of an acoustic feel and more of an acoustic sound, um, I've gotten kind of hooked on the uh, Fishman loudbox. Yeah, they're um, great
0: and they're tiny and they're light.
1: Awesome. I think I use the um, the mini right here, the, the loud box charge. Yeah. I use that amp more than any amp out of all of these because um, when I'm filming around like outdoors or yeah. you know, it's, it runs off batteries and it takes pedals so well. So, you know, I can plug that uh, loud and proud pedal in, plug it into the, the Fishman loud box and it sounds like a, a Marshall stack or something. If yeah. I dial it in right, you know, and, and it's, it's crazy how much it actually does. But um, so I go to this um, and then I can AB it. So coming out of the pedal board, I can go to the, the tube amp, you know. <laughs> Where I can go to the, the Fishman, right? Which then um, it's also going through the Fishman uh, Ara pedal, which gives you more of a mic sound instead of the piezo sound. Because um, I don't think anyone ever prefers the piezo sound yeah. for acoustic. No one's like, no, he's like, give me that, that. Doesn't sound like a piezo. They're, yeah, they're what's like, what that warm woody sound? Yeah, we it's it's don't like, want that. They definitely don't want the sound of feedback from a microphone. <laughs> no? So it's like you know you just deal with the piezo sound, but. That's a great pedal for just, um, you know, you go through before the show, um, in the room, on stage, and I just pick the setting that sounds the best on the guitars I'm planning on using. and, and just So when I, when I hit that and I switch the routing, instead of going to the electric amp, it goes into the um, Aura pedal and then into the acoustic amp. And the acoustic amp, I, I kind of think about that as a DI more than an amp. Sure. So it's like a DI attached to a stage monitor. Yeah. And yeah. so like I don't have to worry about anyone else controlling my um, my monitor level, especially with the acoustics, with feedback and stuff. So oh right. I'll just turn it down myself. The master volume doesn't affect the um, the send volume. Oh, so the so it's front just...
0: house isn't like. You're killing me out yeah, of here. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so
1: it just—it's just your personal volume for uh, where you're sitting or standing, and it's—I I love that uh, ease of use about it. Yeah. And uh, it just fattens it up. It gives you EQ. It gives you some nice reverb options. And I never use chorus really, but it, it has great chorus on it too. Yeah. So,
0: so I—I'm sure it's all depends on the gig. But how many guitars do you usually carry to to? Uh, Solo performance,
1: man. You know, again, too, you know, talking about when um, when I lived in the RV, you know, was yeah. like a, the little repo RV that we <laughs> we yeah. bought, I had like uh, 30 plus guitars in there at one oh point God. and an upright bass, and like it was ridiculous. And a very and like, understanding a PA, wife, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone <laughs> built me an upright bass that was made out of a bicycle, and a, and, and like we had that uh bungee tied to the shower curtain Oh yeah. it was ridiculous yeah. <laughs> and um but you know normally if i'm if i'm driving to the gig it'll be a lot different than if i'm flying yeah um but uh i like to have you know at least four or five but ideally maybe a dozen guitars for the show yeah. part of the fun of it too is is like the part of the show is is seeing all the guitars yeah. and kind of experiencing totally what is cool about the different ones and you see this one, you're like, oh, when's he gonna play that one? or something like that. Right. I wonder what that one sounds like. And, and,
0: and as a guitar nerd, it's just fun to watch. I mean, like it like you, you go to a Bonamassa show and you're like, Oh man, that telecaster is so different. It's like a museum, that- yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's part and, of the show. And you can see what you can actually, you know, see what you're what you're listening to, see yeah. the different the different tones. So. And
1: someone who appreciates it like that too and, and kind of builds up a, a following of people who like hearing about them and appreciate it with them yeah. and stuff like that, I mean that's that's a great part of it. Yeah. And it's not necessary to enjoy the show though if you don't care about it too. Yeah, Yeah. Like, exactly. And the stage looks better with 12 guitars on it too. It's like, yeah, obviously. Especially as a soloist, you know, <laughs> it justifies the big stage,
0: you yeah, know, it's like you yeah. have enough guitars to fill yeah. it up. <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Justin, hey man, it was just great hanging with you. Thanks for yeah, you inviting too, us man. into your place and And this show and tell is just killer.
1: Awesome, well hey Dan. Till next
0: time. Yeah. Cheers. Subscribe.